Well, welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. My name is Michael Delaware. I am your host. And today we're going to talk about plank roads. These were early wooden roads that were built in the early pioneer period of Michigan. And it's really a fascinating history. Now, when you do research on wooden road systems, there's two different types of roads that you're going to find out about. There's one called a corduroy road, which is built with logs laid across a pathway. Sometimes they're nailed together. Sometimes they're tied together with ropes or sometimes they're held in place with stake. The logs are cut and laid down and they're typically used over low or swampy areas. They have their drawbacks because they can be very bumpy. That's why they're called corduroy roads and they're rough even in the best conditions and they often were a hazard to horses due to shifting and loose logs as the logs tended to shift around in place. Now there's another type of road that was built and those were called plank roads sometimes called puncheon roads and what they were made with was hewn logs to creating a more flat and level surface and they tended to be a lot safer for horses as well as anything on wheels like carriages or coaches, like stagecoaches. And that's what we're going to talk about today is some of the history here in the state of Michigan, particularly a section of Michigan between Battle Creek and Hastings, as well as a road that was built between Bellevue and Marshall. Now, plank roads were commonly found all over the northeast and midwest of the United States. They were also found in Canadian provinces of Ontario, and they were used primarily in the first half half of the 19th century. And they were often built by various companies that were contracted either by the state or by the province where these roads were being built. Now, the history of plank roads can go back as far as 4,000 years BC. They have found evidence of early plank roads near Glastonbury, England. And there's also records that indicate they were very common during the Roman times. So one of the early references I found on this was in a book called The History of Barry County, 1869 to 1940. And there's a chapter in there about plank road companies. And I'm going to read you what it says here. There was then, as now, a demand for better transportation facilities. And through a heavily wooded country where standing timber was valueless, plank roads seemed the best temporary solution of the highway problem. And we find not only in Barry County, but throughout the state, many plank road companies companies organized for the construction of plank toll roads. In 1848, 46 companies were chartered. In 1849, 39 companies were chartered. And in 1850, more than 60 plank road companies were chartered. So that the period from 1845 to 1855 may well be called the plank road era in the state of Michigan. In 1849, the legislature incorporated the Battle Creek and Hastings Plank Road Company with an authorized capital of $40,000 to build a plank road from Battle Creek to Hastings. Alonzo Noble, Jonathan Hart, Reuben Pugh, and E.K. Ward of Battle Creek and Henry A. Goodyear, Nathan Barlow Jr., Alvin W. Bailey, and Salmon C. Hall, and William P. Bristol of Barry County were named as 
as the directors. A part of this road was constructed, and for many years, it was then the main thoroughfare between Battle Creek and Hastings. There's another section in the same book on a history of Barry County that describes traveling in the early days, and it reads, Prior to 1869, there was no railroad in operation that reached the city of Hastings. There was a stage line established in 1846 running from Battle Creek via Hastings to Grand Rapids, which afforded fairly rapid transit, making the trip in one day either way. Another stage line was operated from Hastings via Yankee Springs to Kalamazoo, and another stage line left the Rathburn House in Grand Rapids and ran via Yankee Springs, Hastings, Charlotte, and Eaton Rapids to Jackson. There was also another stage line running from Kalamazoo via Yankee Springs to Grand Rapids. These stage lines were the only means of passenger travel outside of private conveyances until the opening of the Grand River Valley Railroad in 1869. Freight to all of the interior country was handled by tote teams. The main line of the Michigan Central had been in operation for many years and freight was hauled into the interior from Grand Rapids, in which point it was shipped by boat and from Battle Creek, Kalamazoo, Jackson, and Marshall on the Michigan Central Railroad. Marketing was an important item in farming. It meant to all of the people living in the country a trip covering one day and most of two nights. Many of the roads were unsafe and ungraded. Frequently, the pioneers had to unload in order to get their wagons out of the mud. Halfway houses, local stopping places on the stage roads for accommodation of passengers, and those hauling freight to the interior were common. It is now difficult to conceive that until 1869, all of the merchandise distributed at Hastings came overland from Battle Creek, Kalamazoo, and Jackson, or from Grand Rapids, and that a large number of men were engaged in the freight business alone. Stages and freighters were steady patrons of those early taverns, and they flourished at Assyria, where the Tamarack was celebrated, at Bristol's in Johnstown, and at Yankee Springs, where the mansion house of William Lewis was probably the best known of any hotel west of Detroit. With the coming of the railroads, the discontinuance of the stage lines and freighters, those early taverns gradually disappeared. In the Battle Creek Inquirer and the Evening News edition of 1938, run on June 26, they covered a full-page spread article on the Barney Tavern, which which was 100 years old at that time. Now, the Barney Tavern still exists in the city of Battle Creek. It's now a private residence along Michigan Avenue. But this article gives an amazing insight in some of the back history of the Barney's Tavern, as well as that period of time when these wooden plank roads existed between the various cities going into the interior in Michigan. So I'm going to read you some segments of this article. A rumble of steel tired wheels on wooden planks, the driver's call of woe, and a cheery, hospitable greeting of welcome stranger from Nathaniel Barney. That would be the arrival in the 1850s of a stagecoach at Barney's Tavern on the old Oak Plank Toll Road that ran out what is now West Michigan Avenue to the Bedford Road. It was 20 years earlier in 1838, just 
A hundred years ago that Nathaniel Barney built the tavern, which still stands on West Michigan Avenue. If it were evening, the traveler might hear the strains of Money Musk and the sound of dancing feet as he entered the spacious door of the old tavern, for it was there that the young folk of the village of Battle Creek gathered for their frolics. As the stranger was led to his room, he would have had a chance to see the small dancing room on the second floor, filled with laughing gentlemen in waistcoats and ladies in crinolines. In the morning, he would awake with the aroma of fat bacon filling the room and go down to a hot breakfast that would stand him well against the jolting journey that lay ahead. Host Barney's hospitality covered every phase of tavern keeping. The meals were famed from one end of the territorial road to the other. No trip through southern Michigan was complete without a stop here. If our early rising traveler were so inclined, he could try a briming beaker of the nut brown ale that also bore a far-reaching reputation. If our traveler were not accustomed to the wilds of Michigan, he might be surprised to hear a shot from a door or a window of the tavern and see a deer fall in the yard. It was not at all unusual, historians of the period say, to see Barney stand in the doorway of his tavern, raise a gun to his shoulder, and fell a deer or other game. Our guest, no longer a stranger, has received his grinning farewell from Barney and climbs into the stage coach bound for Middleville, where he would take another coach to Grand Rapids. Although a hundred years old this year, which is this article was written in 1938, the Barney Tavern is in the better state of preservation than many buildings half its age. Though a quirk of faith that the tavern and the land on which it now stands belongs to the government, originally sold to its first purchasers by the government at White Pigeon Land Office, the plot has now gone to a private residence. So I thought that was a very interesting insight into the life of a tavern along the wooden plank roads. And here, there's another example on the wooden plank roads. Much of the early history of Battle Creek and Barney's Tavern is the history of the territorial road, which stretched from Ypsilanti to St. Joseph. Although it did not pass directly through the early Battle Creek, the village was easily accessible to the travelers in either direction. The town grew, however, until it overlapped the old road. The road was first authorized in 1829, but two years later it was still just a name and a blaze, according to one writer. The only improvements for a long time were the tracks of the pioneers' wagons. In 1831, General Ezra Convis and Isaac Crary were awarded a contract to clear the timber and build bridges along the route from Ypsilanti to Niles. General Convis, the road builder was Nathaniel Barney's son-in-law. He also was the builder of Verona, which at one time was Battle Creek's rival for business and population. I covered an earlier podcast episode on the history of General Ezra Convis, so you can check that out if you haven't listened to it already. And the article continues, even when General Convis and Mr. Crary had completed the four-year job of clearing the territorial road, 
road. It was barely passable. Many settlers, especially those going farther west than Jackson, preferred to take the Detroit to Chicago Road, a military highway that went through Hillsdale and Coldwater. The travelers would leave the Chicago Road at Coldwater or Bronson's Prairie in Branch County and proceed north through the Territorial Road and traveling as little a distance on it as necessary. In the 1850s, there was a feverish activity in construction of private roads, usually paved with planks on which tolls were charged. The plank toll route that ran from what is now Wood Street out to Bedford Road was one of the many in the section. Perhaps the best known was the one that ran north from Marshall to Bellevue. It took three years to saw the oak planks that were used in construction of that road. The planks were placed crosswise on stringers, making the smoothest surface possible in the days before hard surface roads. At each crossroad, which might serve as an exit or entrance to the plank highway, was the toll station with its gate and keeper. The toll rates varied greatly, a different amount being charged for each type of traveler. There was one price for a horseback rider, another for a loose horses, carriages, wagons, flocks of sheep, and so on. Originally, the builders of the Marshall Bellevue Road intended to extend the route to Ionia, but after six or seven years of operation, the planks began to warp and had to be removed. Many leading Marshall businessmen who had backed the road with money lost heavily. After the planks were removed, the road remained a toll route and was graveled, becoming one of the first roads so improved in the state. When the plank road fever was at its height, a group of Battle Creek men discussed a venture to build one from here to Athens, but abandoned the plan. The plank road which passed Barney's Tavern was to great fame in a later day when it became the first stretch of concrete in Michigan outside Wayne County. This pavement, with the addition of a strip of concrete that widens it, is still used by West Michigan Avenue traffic today. The plank roads, the stagecoaches, the pioneer traveler on the territorial road have been gone a long time. So along with the wooden plank roads and territorial roads, there was the mail delivery system. And in the same article, they talk a little bit about that. Postage on the mail that was carried in those days was 25 cents, and all letters went collect. Polydor Hudson, it is said, never let anyone have a piece of mail until he had received the quarter. He was apparently the postmaster in Battle Creek. A contemporary who was a postmaster at Marshall was not so hard-boiled, and he allowed clients of the post office to run up debts that at one time totaled $50, of which he collected very little. Envelopes were not part of the letter in those days, and the writers using one side of the paper for the message and then folding it and sealing it with wax, placing the address on the outside. Mail between Battle Creek and Marshall was first carried by horseback once a week and later three times a week. When wagons came into vogue, Nathaniel Barney receiving the contract for carrying the mail and it was his son, Milton, who brought the first mail here by the new method. The wagon mail route extended from Marshall to Battle Creek to Gull Corners, now Richmond, and to White Pigeon, which was an important piece in the early days because of the government land office there. The coming of the stagecoach, which carried passengers as well as mail, was hailed as one of the greatest steps forward in local transportation history. Again, it was Milton Barney who drove the first stage through Battle Creek. Horses were changed every 12 miles along the route and by this time radiated from Battle 
Creek to Kalamazoo, Hastings, Middleville, Charlotte, and other towns. In 1845, as was related by the Enquirer and News, the Michigan Central Railroad reached Battle Creek. At that point, much of the stagecoach business was gone. For carrying mail to nearby towns, however, the stages were kept in service until around 1905. June 30, 1905 saw the last stagecoach leave Battle Creek with its country mail pouch. On that day, Mrs. Richmond J. Finzi left the old post office on South Jefferson, now capital, for Assyria, winding up the long history of the stagecoach in this section. Mr. Finzi had the contract for carrying mail, and he and his wife drove on alternate days. Interestingly enough, when Nathaniel Barney held the mail contract, he saw to it that his tavern benefited directly across the street were stables that were one of the, the stations where horses were changed en route, and it made it convenient for passengers to drop into the tavern to eat or drink while the horses were being changed. Nathaniel Barney died in 1857, and the tavern went to one of his sons, Nathaniel Jr. The younger Nathaniel sold the tavern in 1861 and moved to Grand Rapids, where he started the Occidental Hotel. So that's going to conclude today's episode as we explored the wooden plank road systems, the stage coaches, and the early mail delivery systems, as well as some history of the taverns that went along with the wooden plank road systems and routes into the interior of Michigan. If you like today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so. And you might also want to check out my YouTube channel. I'll put the link down in the description below. If you'd like to find out more about me, visit michaeldelaware.com. If you'd like to support the work that I'm doing here, I have some links on michaeldelaware.com in the top title bar that you can check out where you can make a direct donation or reoccurring donation to the work that I do. Or you can check out my merchandise store and contribute that way. I hope you'll journey with me next time into history. It's always fun to explore tales of Southwest Michigan's past.